The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. This podcast is powered by SportString. Your digital water cooler. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Attention to Detail, the podcast. I appreciate you guys for tuning in today. I'm your host, Coleman Ayers, as usual. Today's going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to go into anything training related, but more so just talk life. Obviously, I want to make this more than just a training show. Um, you know, we love the performance, the skills training side of things, the science behind it. But I also want to give you guys advice, things that I've learned, things that are supported by science, but more so in just how to be a high performer how to be, um, how to do quality work, whether you're a trainer, whether you're a player, whether you're completely outside of the basketball industry. I want to get into more general things that you can take home, apply, and get to it right away. And today, that's going to be how to get out of a funk, one of those mental funks that we all get into. This could be, you know, something that's just a few minutes where you're just not feeling it, or this could be something that's more chronic, right? You're, for, the, for a matter of months, just not feeling it, right? You, you don't, you're not getting wins. You just feel like you're kind of on the downhill and or really the uphill, I guess. You're working harder than, than you should be and you're just not having fun with maybe things that you usually love doing. And again, we all get in these situations. I, I really want to emphasize that, that like this is something that we all feel. I don't care how successful you are. I don't care what you do for a living. There will be times when you're just in a funk, it sucks, and you got to figure out how to get out of it. And I truly believe that the more repetitions we get of just getting out of these little funks, these periods of our life that just aren't the best, the better we get at it, right? It's just like the basketball court. You're working through something that's tough. You fail, but eventually you start figuring out how to succeed at these things. You develop some tools to working through that difficulty. You get better at it. 
Same thing for getting out of these funks, right? The more psychological tools that we can develop to kind of fight through these things, get through these barriers quicker, the better. And I think a lot of the most successful people that I've been around and I've just heard about my research or just through mutuals, they're really good at taking things, taking non-ideal situations and not getting too high, not getting too low. In this case, not getting too low. Or even if they do get really low, employing the tools to get out of this situation quickly, right? And again, it's it happens to everyone, but the most successful people, the people who are truly maximizing their potential, in my opinion, are the ones who are able to move on quickly. And I'm gonna give you guys a few tools that I try to use. Again, I'm not perfect at this, I promise you. I'm still young, I'm still trying to learn these things, but I try to use these things. Um, I've talked to a lot of really smart people who use these things as well. So I'll go through a few of them. Take what you want, leave what you want, but hopefully even one of these can make a big difference in your life. All right, so the first one is getting into a new environment. And this can be in a number of ways. This can be getting around new people, right? Maybe some people in your life are just kind of dragging you down a little bit. You have to separate from those people. Or maybe there are some people who you just need to be around because they're gonna spark that energy in your life. I know some people who whenever I'm in a funk, I just try to be around them because they motivate me, right? They're just, maybe they have good vibes. Maybe I can learn from them and learn something new that's gonna get me out of this funk or kind of give me that dopamine hit where I'm like, wow, I'm excited about this again. So kind of learn who are these, these energy givers in your life and then seek them out when you're in a funk and also learn on the other hand, who suck that energy out of you and try to avoid them when you're in a funk. Cause a lot of times it can be our circle around us or even just people that we come across on a daily basis on a daily basis who are either kind of putting us into this state or or nudging us into this state or can pull us out of the state and the more we realize who these people are on both sides the better we can manage our life and our interactions to cater to this another thing could be a new routine right so there's some times where i just feel like i'm in a hamster wheel i'm going at it with the same routine over and over and over and over again i'm like damn i gotta switch this up and most times, if I'm able to switch it up, like, for example, pretty recently, I was spending at least 14 hours at the gym, damn near every day, 7am, I'll leave at 9pm, maybe not every day, but most days, I'll be there at least 12 hours. All right, and I love my gym. I love being in detail Miami. It's, it's my baby. But I was starting to feel and again, kind of that hamster wheel, I was getting into a funk. And I was like, all right, let me try to work from home. This is weird for me. Because I love being in my gym. But I switched it up, started to work from home, boom, I'm more productive than ever, All right, And this can be anything. This can literally just be switching like your morning routine, what you eat, just getting you kind of out of that, uh, I don't even wanna say comfort zone, but out of that routine that you've been in for weeks, months, whatever it may be. This could be going to a new gym. This could be switching up the time that you eat lunch and doing a little bit more work beforehand. This can be a ton of things, but just switching something up about your routine can give you that kind of freshness that you need sometimes to bounce out of one of these situations. Another thing could be just a completely different place. I am a huge believer clearly in traveling. I've been to over 20 places this year for camps and clinics. And although it does get tiring and clearly you don't need to do that much, there are times where I'll feel like I'm in a funk and then I'll get to one of these places, even if it's just a weekend trip and I'll come back feeling completely revigorated. And that can be for a number of reasons. That could be kind of going back to number one, the people that you're around. That could be two, just 
a well-deserved or well-needed break outside of your your environment but this could also be something you'd learn something you know if i go to a place where i'm like damn you know these people aren't crazy privileged i get more grateful for what i do have maybe i go somewhere where i'm with people who inspire me and i'm like dang i gotta go back now i'm more motivated when i go back maybe you just see how people live on you know the other side of the country or the other side of the world and it just kind of opens up new perspectives to you so i think this is one of the big things about traveling for me and for many people and i think there's even scientific basis behind this and just kind of getting into new environments and and picking up things that other people do or that you can learn from other people and kind of bringing it back to your own environment that can help uh kind of rejuvenate you back in your own environment so Again, this doesn't have to be anything crazy. This can be a little weekend trip, a couple hours away. Um, but there are 100% times where I try to get out of my environment, Miami typically, to somewhere else. And I'm not only more productive there, but I come back to Miami and I'm crazy productive. And I know a lot of people who do this. Um, and I know a lot of really successful people who I've heard about do this. I know Bill Gates, for example, will go on little cabin trips uh, again, you don't have to do do it to this to this uh, magnitude, but he'll put his literally all the technology away, go into a cabin in the middle of the woods, and just think for a week or whatever it may be. But whatever magnitude you want to do this at, I think it has a ton of value. Number two is just being able to get small wins, just finding ways to get wins on a daily basis. I think a lot of the times when we get into a funk. Um, a lot of the times when people around me or myself have kind of fallen into even things as serious as anxiety or depression. And obviously, I'm not a psychologist, but just a, a correlation I'm noticing is like they'll be in a time where they're just not getting any wins in their life, or at least it feels like it. Maybe they're kind of in between jobs. You know, you're not seeing any progress. You're not working towards anything. So you're just kind of stagnant. And you're not feeling like you're getting any of these small wins on a daily basis and i think you know with some things this just happens naturally like when you're really working towards something for example when i was opening up uh my gym detail miami it was a crazy tough process but although there are a lot of times where i felt like i wanted to sink into kind of one of those funks there were always those kind of just built-in wins right we're finding new properties we get the court figured out we paint this wall like there's always a win we're like yo this is dope so it's kind of easier when you're working on a big project and it's fun, even if it's kind of a roller coaster, like you're enjoying it because you're getting these wins. But I think a lot of the times in where we're where we're in between jobs or maybe we're just in one of those times where like we're grinding it out, but there's no real light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, there's always some type of light at the end of the tunnel, but there's no like big project that we're working for and we have measurable progress on a daily basis. This can get tough. And I think one thing that we need to consider is kind of manufacturing these small wins. So finding ways that you can, on a daily basis, even when there's not inherent wins in what you're doing, get yourself to a point where you feel like you're getting a win every couple hours, even if it's a small one. Um, and I think that can really help you get out of one of these funks. So for example, just whether that's a cold shower and you're like, damn, I don't want to do this. And then you get in, you kind of will up that power to do it. Then you get out and you're like, yo, I just did that. Cool. Um, this could be having a conversation with somebody who you don't want to have a conversation with, but you know you need to. You get it done and you just feel that weight off your shoulders. Anything, or that could be a tough workout, right? This could be 
a number, a variety of things, but whatever it is, anything that's kind of difficult and you get through it, like this is something that I've been trying to do on a daily basis, push some limit. I don't care what it is, but something that I'm uncomfortable with, I get through it. And then I kind of applaud myself for it for a few seconds before I move on. And I think that cycle, like setting a goal that you know is a little bit tough, even if it's kind of a small goal, getting through that and then realizing and kind of applauding yourself for getting through that, getting that little dopamine hit like, damn, I just did that. Cool. We just got ourselves a little win. All right, let's keep it moving. I think that can really start to build up momentum in your daily lifestyle. And even if, again, there's nothing that's really going for you, you can find ways to get these wins by just pushing limits. And I think another way to do this that I really try to implement day to day is just making a checklist with pretty much every daily task on it and then just knocking them out. All right, so wake up, boom. I mean, granted, that's not not a difficult task, but boom, I woke up at this time. I didn't press snooze. Let's go. Checked it off. All right, made myself a good, healthy breakfast by this time. Boom, win. All right, and then every single task you do, even if it's a mundane one, you check it off. And I think this process of just seeing yourself uh, get things done and holding yourself accountable to these things, I think that can, again, kind of build momentum. It's like, you know, you come in the gym, you make a couple layups, you make a couple free throws, make your first couple threes. Next thing you know, you have momentum, you're feeling it, you're in the flow state. That's kind of the same thing that I experience um, when I'm kind of going at this daily checklist, even if it's kind of mundane tasks that I'm getting done. But I feel like you're getting that little dopamine hit every time you get that feeling of achievement. And ultimately, when you have that feeling of achievement, even if it's very minute at first, it builds up and it's going to help you get out of these funks, or at least does for me. Next one, and this is probably one of the biggest ones, I should have started with this honestly, is don't be too hard on yourself. You know, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, literally everyone gets in these funks. Literally everyone will have a time, an hour throughout the day where you just feel like shit. Maybe you get distracted. You want to look at it and be like, damn, I can't believe I'm doing this. You feel kind of guilty about it. Nah, everyone has these times. Everyone even has months where they're just like, that wasn't it. That was not a good month. All right. And again, the ones who are able to move on from that are ultimately probably the most successful ones or who who chronically are able to move on from things like this. So I think this is underrated or an underrated tool to getting out of the funks is just not dwelling in it too much. Like, don't sit there and be like, damn, I can't believe this is happening to me. This doesn't happen to anyone else. Like, no. Funks happen to everyone. Certain down periods in life happen to everyone or even throughout a day. Understand that it's not just you. Boom. Use these tools. Get through it. The next one is just putting good into the universe. I'm a huge believer in, I don't even want to say karma, but kind of the, the idea that the more quality of a person you are, the more good is going to come back to you, which I guess is karma, but I think it's a little bit different because I think people typically will reciprocate just goodness. Um, And even if they don't, just being an overall quality person, giving somebody a compliment, you know, lightening someone's, brightening someone's day, having just an overall good vibe, being a genuine person. I think this makes us as humans feel good. It just gives us kind of like an injection of happiness and it's tough when you're when you're kind of in a down period 
and you got to compliment someone or just be a good guy. You can't really be grumpy. But I truly think that this helps you get out of those states because just the more good you put into the universe, the better you feel about it, the more good that comes back to you. And if you're able to kind of work through these times and continue to be that kind of light and, and a darkness in a sense, I've had great success with that. Um, and, you know, I think it's it's just it's logical. The more good you put on, it's almost like a fake it till you make it too. You know, it's like even if you feel like shit, you're acting like you're still happy, stuff like that. Sometimes it can just be a front and it's tough and there's still so much under that, like root causes that it's tough to dissect. But there are some times where you're just being a little bit of funk and that'll snap you out of it. So this is not obviously a, uh, a surefire way, but I think it is something that can help a lot of people if you just continue to make sure to be a good person, a quality person. And overall, just kind of let off good vibes. All right. Next one is social media detox. I personally suck at this i don't do this enough i'm on social media way too much partially because it is much of the business that we run it's very social media heavy i like being kind of in the mix of things but whenever i'm able to get off instagram for a day or even half of a day i feel like a new man it's crazy and i think this is partially because i mean there this is a whole episode or even podcast in itself um but there are so many negatives that come with social media. We're just seeing other people's wins. And we sometimes feel like, you know, it's it's almost unrealistically positive for other people. And we don't see the negatives that kind of go into those things or into their lives. And, and we don't see our negatives reciprocated in other people's lives. So sometimes we'll be like, damn, this person's got that. This person's got that, whatever. And that can be tough, even if you don't realize it. Um, and I think another thing about social media is that if we're getting our dopamine that way, we're just scrolling, seeing cool stuff, laughing, we're not getting our dopamine through other means, through natural means, through getting those small wins, right? And again, I do this all the time where I'm like, damn, I'm in a little bit of a funk, I'm not feeling the best. Let me go laugh at, you know, a couple Instagram posts or let me go find some cool stuff on TikTok and it's like it's probably not the best way to do it. And that's who we are as humans now. But I think the more that you can cut down on your social media, even if it's not a complete detox, again, the best plan is one that you can stick to. If you can cut your screen time or just go on Instagram for a certain frame of hours throughout the day, I think this is huge because then in the rest of those hours, you're able to get that dopamine, that happiness, those wins through things that you're doing on just with yourself, right? It's not an external source. So I think that's huge. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be a detox, a complete detox, but just cutting it down a little bit if you feel fit. And then the last one to me is just getting started on something. And I think this is more for like the acute ones where it's just like an hour. Like for me personally, uh, earlier today, I got back from Chicago. It was like 1 a.m. last night when we got back. I was tired. I woke up this morning probably a little bit too early because I wanted to get up. I've been tired all day and just, you know, it hasn't been a great day. And that's part of the reason why I'm filming this episode. It hasn't been a great day in terms of productivity. I'll put it that way. So that's part of the reason why I'm filming this episode. And I was kind of scrolling through social media. I'm really pushing, trying to get this program out. I had a, a bunch of stuff to do. And I was like, just get started on something. Just do, Just do something. Just create motion in your life. So I literally forced myself to just stand up, walk around, 
grab my computer, boom, reeled off an hour of just straight crazy productivity. And I think, again, it's it's tough to get yourself to start. It's like that inertia that you have to pat, that you have to get going. But I think if you just start on something, even if you're not really looking forward to it sometimes, you may get locked in to that task. Same thing with this podcast. I was like, ah, damn, maybe I can do this tomorrow, whatever. I literally just forced myself to start talking to a microphone and I've been locked in. And I think that this can be yes on a daily basis type thing where maybe you're scrolling too much through Instagram, boom, force yourself to just throw your phone to the opposite side of the room, hopefully safely, and just get started on something. Just move, create motion, excuse me, motion in your life. This can also be on a chronic sense too, or or a long-term sense too, where maybe you feel like you're slacking on something maybe you feel like you want to make a shift in your lifestyle just just do it just start just start somewhere you don't have to have the entire plan figured out if you're able to just create that motion early that's huge and i think even if it's not again the perfect scenario the perfect plan just being able to create some momentum is unbelievably underrated both on a daily basis and more long term in your life so Again, hopefully these tools help you out a little bit. I am not a psychologist. I'll say that. These are just things that have helped me and that I've learned from other people. But this is something I think about daily is how to get out of periods where you're a little bit down, you're a little bit tired, you're a little bit in a funk. And I think if you guys are able to take these tools, practice them, they're not going to be perfect at first. But the more you practice them and get good at them, the better you'll be at kind of controlling the ups and downs in your life, which is unbelievably important to really anything, hooper, business, overall life, whatever, right? As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, it's much appreciated that you guys will stick around and listen to me for this amount of time. So I truly, truly, truly am grateful for that. Stay tuned. Let me know what you want to hear next, what topics, what guests, and we'll make sure to, to get them done. So appreciate you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoy the rest of the day and start using these tools. Peace out.